0: Go ahead, brother. Good morning, brothers and sisters. I'm glad that I can be here back with y'all. Me and my family took a trip to uh, Colorado in a (laughs) minivan. So God, like the song says, God is the way maker. It's a miracle maker, and even though we don't know we don't see him, he's always working on us. Yes. Oh, that's right. We went through the experience, we went to Colorado, we, in that minivan, we got stuck where we were. We were gonna go buy groceries and we were stuck, but all of a sudden a lot of people came to help us, got children out of nowhere. They came and started helping us. They couldn't get the van out, but we still, we thanked them for it, for their effort. But then finally, we got the van out and we went shopping. But when we were gonna leave, it snowed that night, and you know Colorado, got all kind of hills, but with that meeting van, we made it almost to the main road, and I stopped because I was waiting on my other son-in-law, and then we started moving, we couldn't move. The van just kept slipping, 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 Mm. and I was praising God, little bit by little bit. Start the van started moving, 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 until we finally made it to the main road. And then when we were coming out, going through the big mountains, uh, we got right behind, as we were going, there was a big truck that had the shovel, and was clearing the road, and I was just praying, and said, I hope the traffic don't stop, because if we stop, this van ain't moving. And (laughs) praise God, we kept on going, we never stopped, and we made it. We made it, and we made it home. (laughs) Here last night, I was in my office praising God. My wife came and told me, he said, "Uh, Sally and Johnny wants to talk to us. So right after bed, I knew something's wrong. So I started praying to God. I said, God, and I said, Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And I prayed, I said, give me words that I can give to them. So we sat down. We started talking, they're talking about separating and stuff like that, but I prayed God to give me words. But we sat there for about 10 minutes talking and I noticed nothing, nothing's coming to me. I can't say words to them and my wife was talking. So I started silently praying in tongues. Mm -hmm. Silently, when they were talking, they were talking and I kept praying and I kept praying. <clears throat> and then little bit by little bit my other daughter that was in the other room Because she wanted to leave us, you know talking with, uh, with her sister about it Finally she came moved in and sat down for a little bit. and I kept praying in tongues, such a praying in tongues, such a <clears throat> Finally my daughter spoke up Words of wisdom because she's going she went through the same thing that my, this daughter is going through and She gave them the words that they needed to hear So brothers and sisters, what I have learned right now, walking in God is always ask him or ask the Holy Spirit, what do you want to do? And I pray in the spirit of God that's praying in tongues. And there was the answer right in front of me. (coughs) I couldn't do it. It wasn't (coughs) right with me, but yesterday afternoon, he glorified himself because he used my daughter as an instrument to give peace to my son-in-law and my daughter. And I know that God is gonna make, guide them to make the right decision. So we always gotta pray and ask the Holy Spirit, what do you wanna do? Because without him, we're nothing. Bless you.
1: Hallelujah. God is faithful. Amen. Pastor, I have a testimony. Yes, please. Um,
2: You know, Buddy was in the hospital last week, and uh,
0: we were there. Oh, nobody can hear. Can you all hear me very well? (laughs) Okay. Uh,
2: Buddy was in the hospital, and uh, as he was recovering, I walked down the hall. One night, I had gotten prepared for sleep, and I walked down the hall, and right a couple doors down from Buddy's room, there was a guy laying in there, and for some reason, heaven knows, I don't even know, because I was like ready for bed, you know? <laughs> and I walked into him, and I said, I said, how are you doing? I said, you look like you uh, are, are you know, all alone here, he said. Yes, he says, I'm getting, now this guy is like 52 years old. I found out, I said, uh, you know, he, called, he told me his name, and I'm sorry I don't remember it. But I said, uh, what are you here for? I said, he said, well, I'm getting ready to leave. I said, well, my husband's going home tomorrow too. He said, well, I'm going to hospice. He says, I have brain tumors all in my brain. And he says I have tumors all in my kidneys. And I'm going to hospice. And I said, why are you going to hospice? I said, you know, my mother was in hospice. And I said, if I had known what that was, I would not have even let her go. They would not even give her water. And I said, please. I said, do you believe in Jesus Christ? And he said, yes. I said, do you believe that Jesus is the Son of God? He said, yes. I said, well, let's pray. I said, "I'm going. we're going to pray. And I said, God will help you," I said. You know, this is the time of miracles. I said, "We are we are waiting for miracles. That this is the time when miracles are going to happen," and I said, "Please don't give up." And um, so I prayed with him, and he he said. I, I talked to him the next day, and he said, "I'm
0: not."
1: Jesus Amen. Amen. Glory. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> there was uh, the pastor of the church he announced at the beginning of a service one day that uh, there would be a meeting of the board immediately following the the service. And so after the service was over all of the board members met at the back of the sanctuary gathering there preparing for the the meeting except for one guy who no one had ever seen before. He'd never even been at the church. And the pastor said, sir, we never met, but you may have misheard, but this is a meeting uh, of the board. And he said, yeah, I heard you. He said, after that sermon, I'm probably as bored as anybody else here. (laughs) Father, thank you for this day. Thank you that you are an exciting, awesome God.
0: Amen. Yes.
1: Thank you, Lord, for filling us with the joy of the Lord, which is an abiding fruit of your Spirit. Thank you for helping us to receive the Word, the eternal Word of God, into plowed ground, Lord. Help us to receive it, guard it, and protect it, and let it take root and bear fruit in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Three weeks till Resurrection Sunday, amen. Easter. <laughs> I don't mind calling it Easter. It's what the world calls it. Let them call it. I grew up celebrating Easter. I know it doesn't come from a godly tradition, but it's based on one now. Isn't it? <laughs> I could I could break down all the parts for Christmas, the tree, the the star, the decorations, the Easter egg, and all that and tell you how godly it is and give you great examples. So we'll just you want to call it Easter call it Easter I'll call it resurrection Sunday and we'll meet in the middle amen, amen. <laughs> around this time of the year the lord always takes me back to Luke chapter 9 verse 51 and the amazing amazing man that Jesus was when he became a man and Came to earth and fulfilled his destiny here on our behalf. Luke 9 51 simply says, As the days came near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem. That means, as the time drew near, For him to be hung on a cross and treated the way he would be treated, knowing full well that everything describing that terrible event in Isaiah 53 was about him, he really made up his mind and resolved with full determination to fulfill his. Purpose for life. It didn't deter him. It didn't frighten him. He just set his face to go toward Jerusalem. He didn't look to the left or to the right. He had persistent dedication and resolve to do everything that he was called to do. And thank God he did it. The creator of all life came to save the world and they didn't even recognize him. Because they had failed to keep an eternal perspective and were more concerned with the temporal things of this world. They wanted a political savior, a military savior. What they needed was a spiritual savior. Hebrews 12, 2 says that Jesus, or it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising its shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God, He's our perfect example, our Savior, our God. He operated in great faith. He was motivated by love. And he was inspired by the hope that was set before him. Doesn't 1 Corinthians 13, 13 say, These three remain, faith, hope, and love. Perfect example of all three, I I recommend you look to Jesus, the author and finisher of your faith God wants us spiritual and prosperous, amen Amen. Amen. I like an example from Mark chapter 5 Daddy Hagen or Kenneth Hagen, great man of God, gone home to be with the Lord now He said that the Lord appeared to him one time and showed him this parable and talked to him about it. Let me just read it real quick. Mark chapter 5, starting at the 21st verse. This is right after Jesus had crossed over the lake and cast a legion of demons out of a man. Then he went right back across the lake To raise a little girl from the dead and to heal this woman with an issue of blood. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be well and live. And he went with him. And a great crowd followed him and thronged about him, and there was a woman who had a discharge of blood for twelve years and who had suffered much under many physicians and had spent all that she had, and was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard the reports about Jesus and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his garment. For she said, if I touch even his garment, I will be made well. Here's the English Standard Version. And immediately the blood, the flow of blood dried up and she felt her body that was healed of her disease. And Jesus perceiving in himself that power had gone out from him immediately turned about the crowd and said, who touched me? And his disciples said to him, you see the crowd pressing around you and yet you say, who touched me? And he looked around to see who had done it, but the woman, knowing what had happened to him, came in fear and trembling and fell down before him and told him the whole truth. And he said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. Or your faith has made you whole, so-so. She was saved and healed. The Lord told Kenneth Hagen. he said, Write these four things down. And I added one for good measure. But it's really the four that would make everyone, every one of us powerful in faith regarding this parable. What did this woman do? First thing she did was she spoke. After she heard about it, about Jesus, she spoke about it. If I can just touch him, she declared. She made a declaration of faith, in other words. In, in, in the way that this is written, it's in the continuous sense. It means she kept on saying, probably to herself and out loud, probably under her breath, if I have my guess, because she was breaking the law and could have been stoned just for being out there, right? Your words are your, 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 your faith speaking. Amen?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What have you heard? Now, what are you going to do about it? What are you going to say about it? She was constructing her future as she went, you see? As she spoke. The next thing, she acted. The moment you act on the word of God, then God himself holds himself responsible to perfect it. Jeremiah 1.12 says, I am watching over my word to perform it. The third thing, she received. This is where some of us miss it. We sow without any expectancy wrapped around that seed for a harvest. And we've taught you that everything in the kingdom is in seed form. Whether it's your words, your money, your time, whatever it is. So she received, what did she receive? The power, the anointing, the results, she was looking for, the change in her body. And then what she do? She told her story. She gave her testimony, which is what we're all expected to do. do. Tell what God has done for us. And as we continue to tell our own testimony, not only does it help others, but it, it strengthens our faith. And it reminds us of the goodness of God, the faithfulness of God. the last thing, or the fifth thing, she became a child of God. This isn't something that she did. This is the grace part. The gift. The free gift. Jesus called her daughter, didn't he? She not only received her healing, she received her salvation. She became a child of the most high God, amen. Are you ready for all that God has for you? That's the question that I, he wanted me to ask everybody today.
0: One more.
1: (laughs) Can you handle it?
0: Yes, sir. Only by his (laughs)
1: grace. Some people aren't ready for what God has for them. Matter of fact, I'll say this, most people are not ready for what God has for them. Never have been. I mean, didn't they kill the prophets who God sent? Didn't God show them an Abrahamic covenant, covenant based on grace? Nothing special about Abraham He sinned with the best of us. God blessed him based on grace. Why did God go and get his people out of bondage in Egypt? Why did he send Moses? Because they were awesome and holy? No, they were grumbling complainers. Because of his grace. Not because they were good, because he's good. Yeah. Parts of the Red Sea. They go on through. They start having a charismatic dance. Woo! Day later, they can't find water. Oh, my God, he brought us out here to kill us. <laughs> Hit the rock, he watered a ball. Went a little further, (coughs) we're hungry. Man, it came down from heaven. Got no meat with the bread. (laughs) Made a million dove fly over their camp, have heart attacks, fall right in their lap. I mean quail. It's always been about grace. Mm-hmm. They never wanted to receive it. Moses came down that mountain. God said, "You know, they think they deserve this. They think they deserve all the goodness that I've given. Go show them my standards. See what they say." Ah, uh, here's 613 laws for you. <laughs> All right, we'll do all that. How dumb can you get and still breathe? (laughs) Goes and tells them, they said, they'll do it. No, go go tell them again. (laughs) Make sure they understand. Gets down there. They'd already made a golden calf to worship. They broke the very first law. Penalty was death for breaking any of them. You know what I mean? They're the ones that set themselves up for that. It's always been God's heart to be gracious to us. They killed the prophets. Jesus said in Matthew 23, somewhere around verse 37, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, how, how long to gather you as a mother hen gathered her chicks, but you, you wouldn't. You, you'd kill the prophets and now you're not ready for me. we not ready. Jesus came, did everything he did, went back, sat down next to the Father, turned the church over to a bunch of not quite readies. The church in Corinth, Paul writes to them, and he says, listen, in the third chapter of 1 Corinthians, he, he said, I by now, you know, I, I I I should be feeding you meat, spiritual meat. He said, but you I had to give you milk. You Weren't ready. So are you ready? for all that God has for you? Some aren't. Right now, in this world though, God is raising up leaders, believers who love him and want to be kingdom builders. People who put God first have a passion for making Jesus famous so that no one they know will perish.
0: Amen.
1: I've preached for quite a few years now to some of you. Y'all are awesome. I even had to say out loud a couple of times Say this with me. See if y'all remember this. We are, we are word people we are word. and we are spirit people. Spirit. Have I not done that? Yes. But recently Brother Russell gets up here and said it and, and y'all looked at him like a calf at a new gate.
0: <laughs>
1: what a novel idea it seemed like to y'all. <laughs> That's awesome. What a brand new idea. Hello. Well, you know, if it's not for you to spit out the bones, you might be the one that, you might be the one that remembered. Listen, we preach the truth of God's word and the abundance of his grace, because those are the things that Jesus brings to the table. That's why we got the name of this church, Grace and Truth Church, because the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came by Jesus Christ. And let me tell you, praise God, it does not matter who you are. 18 to 80 or beyond Let's say eight, uh, eight hundred. Amen. Amen. Eighteen to eighty, blind, crippled, or crazy. We, <laughs> don't matter. Amen. The Lord can repair your situation, your spirit, your soul, your body. That's right, give you a new life. And if you catch on fire for God, the world will come and watch you burn. Amen. Jesus loves and died. For all people. Everybody. There's no room for any nonsense. I can't wait for our big new beautiful church. And I can't wait for it to be filled with all sorts of people. All kind of different cultures. But there aren't going to be any black people there. And there aren't going to be any white people there either. Or red people, or brown people, or yellow people. Amen. They're just going to be believers there. That's right. Family of God, amen. amen. Jesus died for everybody. That's right. yeah. And he has a wonderful plan for each and every person, but it doesn't mean they're automatically going to enter into it, it's a relationship done on purpose
0: Mm
1: -hmm. we have to mature in faith that's in the word, faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word of God amen Amen. and we need to get rid of all doubt, you can't get rid of all doubt until you put this in put this in, believe it speak it, act on it Remove all doubt. Mm -hmm. Then he can prosper you, spirit, soul, and body, in every way that he intends to. I I was thinking of a story about a guy named Matt. Outlaw biker. He... uh, I've, I've known a lot of them, some of you maybe more, probably more than me, but I've known a few. Been great friends with many of them. Mac, Mac was particularly particularly salty, you might say. If you're riding and you pull over to You know, take a little break. He walks into the restroom. Some dude's standing at the urinal. He would just grab him and slam him against the wall so he could use it. That's Mac. (laughs) And one day, Mac was all jacked up for days or weeks or whatever. He. He was dirty and doped up and tired. And Max, one of them guys, he had a beard that <laughs> it wasn't well kept like yours was or yours is, dad. He, his beard was the kind that said, you know, hey, everything needs to live somewhere, you know. <laughs> <laughs> this, uh, this lady comes to this door and he wasn't in a very good mood. He opened the door and she's handing out tracks about Jesus. Just before he took the track from her, he punched her in the face, and knocked her off the porch, and slammed the door. He was going to use that track for rolling papers. But before he did, he read it. And he got born again, right there in his living room. And he cried himself to sleep. And when he woke up, he had so so dirty, and he 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 had matted up his eyes to the point where he couldn't open them, and he thought he was blind. And he walked outside, and he heard the birds singing And he felt the sun shine on him and he thought he was blind. He thought God blinded me. He told him, Lord, I don't even care. I'm saved. Then he realized his eyes were just filthy and he got cleaned up and he could see perfectly. (laughs) (laughs) He had been blind, but now he could see. Spiritually and physically. Amen? Amen. Let me tell you something about Mac. He's an awesome preacher of the word of God. He cries like a baby when he does an altar call and people come to the Lord. Got saved, filled with the Holy Ghost. And he just loves to see people's souls get saved You know, I can say that's the same effect it had on me. I wasn't exactly like Mac, but we're all different. The Lord telling me that he loves me and not only forgiving, but forgetting all my sins. It didn't make me want to go sin against him anymore. It it made me want to live for him. And that's what I've done. And that's the main thing. But now we should want it for everyone. Once we get it, it's something that you're really compelled to give away to others. Now that we're saved. And God's God wants God wants us both spiritual, and prosperous. Do you believe that? Those two things are not at odds with each other. As a matter of fact, being truly spiritual, where Jesus and the kingdom of God are at the center of your life, is the only condition of the heart where we're truly safe and to be trusted with the kind of wealth needed to finance the gospel of the kingdom of God on the large scale that's necessary. Are you hearing me? Yes. But I mean, even if you just wanna be saved and stuck, self-centered all your life, which is the root of all kinds of grief, that's okay. Hey, at least you're saved. But still God doesn't want you in poverty Even in that condition that's right. Poverty is of the devil It's not of God You have to believe that God does not put poverty on people Any more than he puts sickness yep, right. On people I was asking the Lord about these things yesterday And he said tell them about poverty I was walking right through my kitchen I said why would I do that he says because it's terrible I hate it and it's not of me That's
2: right.
1: there's a book in the, the Bible the fifth book of the Bible Deuteronomy it's the book where Jesus got his smooth stones from to, to cast at the devil some of you get that later <laughs> Deuteronomy chapter 28 is all about the blessings and the curses of God. And I'll just sum it up like this verse 1 through 14 are the blessings. Verses 14 through 6, well, the following 54 verses. I think it's 68 verses in the chapter. So 14 are the blessing, 54 are the curses. Hello? Yeah. There's a lot of more curses.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: The blessing is better. Amen. Galatians 3. Verse 13 says, Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law by becoming a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who is hanged on a tree. So Jesus bore every aspect of the curse, all the judgment for all your sin, for all time, the whole sin of the whole world for all time, all the sickness, all the poverty, all the strife and shame, And judgment upon his body on that cross. Jesus has born every aspect of it on his body. I mean, there's there's still plenty of the curse out there if you want some of it. You can have all you want. Just open up the door every time the devil knocks. Let him in. But I don't know why any of you'd want any of it when Jesus already bore it for you, and you don't have to put up with it. Now you have some authority, you see. Now you can walk in the blessing. Proverbs 10, 22 said, The blessing of the Lord makes one rich and he adds no sorrow with it. Any of you ever had a bunch of money and still just as unhappy as could be? See, it don't buy happiness. It does make you a lot more comfortable in your misery, though. But let me tell you, it's better to have it with the Lord Mm -hmm. and under His blessing because what you're really looking for is that peace and love and joy and prosperity. Isaiah 61, verse 1, a familiar passage of Scripture you might have heard. Someone else say this besides the prophet Isaiah. It says, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. Mm -hmm. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. See, there's good news right there. Good news to the poor. What could that be? Sent me to bind up the brokenhearted. That's inner healing. Anybody ever need some inner healing? Anyone? (laughs) (laughs) Any got any hurt and heartache? That's kairos or inner healing. To proclaim liberty to the captives. You need deliverance. Opening of the prison to those who are bound. Jesus, after Ezekiel in chapter 34 of Ezekiel, he blasted the shepherds for being selfish and self-centered and not taking care of the sheep. Jesus came and in Luke chapter 4 after he'd been 40 days in the wilderness after he'd been baptized in the river Jordan with the Holy Ghost and in water he came back in the power of the Holy Spirit and he stood up in the synagogue in Luke chapter 4 and he spoke those same words from the prophet Isaiah regarding himself. See, John 10.10, 10, Jesus said it's the thief, the devil, that comes to steal from you, to kill you, and to destroy everything good in your life. I came that you might have life and have it more abundantly to the full Amen. Psalm 35.27 says, Let those who delight in my righteousness shout for joy and be glad and say." Evermore great is the Lord who delights in the welfare or the prosperity of his servant. Amen. There's some keys in there. Talk about them later, I guess. Might <laughs> get sidetracked now. I'll... God's down every one of them rabbit trails, though. Don't get me wrong. I know. Russell's right. try to stay on course here. 3 John 2, beloved, God says, I pray that you may prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers. Huh. i give you an example of a it's my help. i give you an example of a healthy Christian prosperity example. Want me to do that? Russell Lorfing, Powerful man of God You might have heard of him Awesome friend of mine He was just here and He told a story about flying first class Anybody remember that story? Mm -hmm. (coughs) Flying first class blesses him Makes him extremely more comfortable And it blesses God too why remember the woman who sat there with him the one with the little designer doggy her designer doggy clothes They peed on everybody or whatever (laughs) do you think that her flying first class blessed God careful there may be some trick questions in here (laughs) I don't think God cares one way or another What he cares about is her salvation, though. Mm -hmm. He does care about that. He loves her, too. Jesus died for her, too. As self-centered and selfish as she may be. I don't know. It would appear so. (laughs) But God loves her, and he does care about her salvation. The rest is just temporal. It's just stuff. But with Russell... I guarantee it blesses the Lord for Russell to believe him for flying first class. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Because he loves him. He's his child. And listen. With Russell, flying first class is not the main thing. Get this. You understand what I'm saying? It's not the main thing to Russell. God... And growing the kingdom of God and living for Jesus is his main thing. If he had to take a bus from Florida to come down here to be a blessing to me and this little church. After God had put it in his heart, he would do it. He just wouldn't be as comfortable. But it wouldn't change anything. Anything. Does that make sense? Yes. You see the difference, right? Yeah. So, with a mature Christian who won't get sidetracked from God, from from God and doing God's will by prosperity, if God prospers him, then pour it on. You see? Hey, Russell's sown a thousand financial seeds. That's probably way, way low many more from a joyful heart and wrapped with expectancy of a great harvest or return right? not because God owes him anything does he expect it but because he understands and believes and participates in God's plan for provision the spiritual law of sowing and reaping that I've talked about if you've ever heard me talk about anything praise God and that's yes. what God wants for all of you. Amen. Amen. Yeah. I know. Now one more thing and I'm going to finish because I don't want Mac to come out in me. We've been talking about Trimming off some excesses, right? <laughs> Look how skinny he's getting. It's not just the beard he cut off, amen. Well, yeah. what we've really been talking about, about trimming the excess, is getting loose of some things that hinder us from hearing and receiving from God, Right. right. Now, is that legalism? No. Do this. So that you will get that? Absolutely not. The grace of God is God's power and ability made available to you for free. Just by believing and releasing your faith for it. Amen. Amen. And we want an abundance of grace, don't we?
0: Yes.
1: Yes, we do. Because we are kingdom builders. We love the Lord. Amen. And we want to be a part of everything that He's doing and a part of growing the kingdom. When we get done, we see Him face to face, we want to hear that. Well done. Yes. Not, well, I guess you're done.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so, getting rid of uh, noise that competes with the voice of God or tries to, Amen. it's not legalistic, it's wisdom. Hallelujah! Every time I go out to my mailbox, I got I got bulbs there around there. You see, I got daffodils coming up. My yard's fixing to be full of yellow flowers. Right now, it just looks like green plants everywhere. I'm fixing to be beautiful daffodils everywhere. They love cold weather. Every time I go to my mailbox, pull a few
0: weeds.
1: (coughs) Just something I do. Probably still quite a few left to pull. I go walk around the backyard, I do the same thing. It's good exercise, amen. And it's good for my plants. I was at my daughter's yesterday. I made a big thing of gumbo in my big pot. And I put it in the back fridge when I was done with it the night before. Because you know, all that seasoning got to, it's gotta cool first and then get in it. Yeah. Next day I just packed it up, put a blanket over it, put it in the floorboard of the truck and took off to Garrett's parents' house. and Had them scoop out a pot. Went to Garrett's and Samantha's and had them scoop out what they wanted and took it back home for Tavana and me and for people at her work. But while I was over at Samantha and Garrett's, they had all these little plants there uh, a bunch of flowers, little flower plants, and uh, they'd been to some special place, got a great deal of some kind of charity thing or whatever, but had all these little vegetable plants and stuff like that. And I'm hoping and believing for abundant harvest from them. Amen. Cuz I'll benefit. Amen. Now listen. If a gardener pulls the weeds from his vegetable garden, is he a legalist? No, no. Did he get out of faith? No. No. He's just a good gardener. <laughs> it's smart. Amen same way with us and listen the garden of your heart <coughs> this the this is where your life is gonna be centered from it's gonna guide you and direct you and it's gonna determine a lot of things in your life you need to guard your heart above all else that doesn't mean putting up walls and bigger fences It means keeping all the weeds pulled out of there. Weeds of bitterness, unforgiveness, anger, jealousy, sin, all the stuff that hinders you in the race. If you get them while they're small, they're real easy to get out. Well you wait around uh, June, they're gonna be so deeply rooted that you can't pull them out with your hand unless you want to throw you back out if you're my age. So get them while they're small. Don't yeah. let them take root.
0: Yeah.
1: I can tell what's been planted in somebody's heart just by talking to them for a few minutes tell what kind of seeds, just like I can tell what kind of seeds you planted in your garden when we go out there to get some tomatoes or cantaloupes or jalapenos or whatever, because every seed produces after its own kind, doesn't it? Let's keep our hearts healthy, amen? You got a lot of work to do for God? You prepare to be spiritual and prosperous. All right, well, he's wanting to do that for you, each and every one. Receive it by faith and do your part. Amen. Amen. Everybody gonna fill out those cards and start praying for folks and bring them on Easter. All right. Well, I love you all. I hope you got something out of this today. And I will talk to you all very soon. If you need anything, I'm happy to pray for you right here today. Heavenly Father, thank you. Thank you for your love and grace and mercy. Thank you for teaching us, growing us, preparing us. Thank you that we will be people who are ready to receive all that you have for us by grace. Thank you, Lord, that we are people who walk after the Spirit of God. And therefore, we are called children of God. We thank you for loving us so much in Jesus' name. Amen.